Hello, sister. Hello, sister. Welcome back to A Late I Think of Rosewood. I'm Haley. And I'm Morgan. Anyways, today we're talking about music. <laughs> music. I Truly, Pretty Little Liars, I think the music in Pretty Little Liars is underrated. I agree. I think, you know, when you look back... It's all Twilight this and Hunger Games that. Or, and or, or even just incredible. to... But Pretty Little Liars has great music. Or even just to go back to, you know, to compare apples to apples mm-hmm. more actually yeah like gossip girl yeah um the music in pretty little liars i love gossip girl music in pretty little liars infinitely better i agree like look, gossip girl has some great moments but thanksgiving dinner con- yeah but like consistency consistency wise pretty little liars is at a higher level episode to episode yeah what was i'm trying to think of what's the other show that everybody talks about gray's anatomy Oh yeah, Grey's Anatomy has again has its, its, mo- its moments, but like Pretty Little Liars has so many. I think some of these shows that get talked about for their music a lot have One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill actually might have better music. Yeah, I, I haven't watched One Tree Hill in, um, years. but I mean One Tree Hill's music is literally mm-hmm. iconic. Yeah, to the but point like, where One Tree Hill was basically just music videos pretty little liars though, i think like you know these other sh- some of these shows that get talked about more i think have some really high highs right like they have these like iconic moments but part of the reason they're so iconic is like they stand out more because the music and the rest of the show isn't just not at the level that pretty little liars is at consistently yeah i agree and it doesn't get talked about enough uh, and i mean even if like not to compare it to other shows, yeah. I think that the music in Pretty Little Liars, it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Yeah. I also just want to go back. I absolutely love the Twilight and Hunger Games music. And obviously the Twilight soundtracks are better than this. <laughs> I'm not saying that yes. they're not. Yes. They're Alexandra Patsavas. I really, yes. this isn't a Twilight podcast, but I want to shout her out. Who did, who did the soundtracks for all of the Twilight movies is an absolute icon. She's a, a god. Legend. She's a, a god of music supervision. Yes. <laughs> um, but Pretty Little Liars underrated. That's what we're trying to say here. Yeah, it's not that uh, those others aren't great, but they get a lot of credit. And Pretty Little Liars doesn't get the credit we think it deserves. Yeah. And that's what this episode is about. Yeah, it's us giving this show credit. That's what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah. This show deserves more credit. Yes. Because I also, I don't know, Pretty Little Liars gets shit on sometimes. And, and it's fun. Like, and I love to shit on some mm-hmm. of the, like, wild stuff that happens with Pretty Little Liars. But I don't think that it gets enough recognition for being actually just good. Being actually so good and so, like, I, I don't know, the surrealism of it and the way, the, like, mm-hmm. aesthetic of it. The performances. And it's, and it's I, quite smart in a lot of ways mm-hmm. as well. And I don't. But I think that it gets written off, even by people that love it a lot of times, they think of it as like, oh, it's just, it's just like a teen drama show. Mm-hmm. And it was that, but it was also so much more. It was everything. It's, it's everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we jump into just talking about some of our favorite music moments? Yeah, and I think we start, like, the pilot. You know, Elephant yes. in the Room. The pilot in this show has the best... It music. It so- sets the tone so well, and the music moments are just so iconic. And part, of, I mean, part of the reason they're seared into my brain is probably because I've seen the pilot easily a dozen times. 
Oh, more. Way more than that, probably. Yeah. But, you know, being conservative there. Yeah. 12, at least a dozen. Yeah. I'm going to. Maybe I'm a gonna, baker's dozen. I'm going to guess. I feel like 20 at least. Well, yeah, maybe. It's possible. So part of the reason they're stared into my brain is I've seen it so many times. But I think the other part is they're just so good. The other thing that the pilot, like if we're talking pilot music as a whole, right? And we'll go through kind of each of these songs a little bit. But like they also do such a great job of taking the music that is in the pilot and then using it at other points in the show with really great effect. There's a lot of continuity in that yeah. way. And and they do that a fair bit with a number of songs. And we're going to talk about, look, it's not comprehensive, but I think we've captured most of the times where a song is used more than once. And it's really interesting. But yeah. yes, let's talk about the theme song. Yeah. So, Secret by the Pierces. Got a secret, can you keep it? Swear this one you'll save. Better lock it in your pocket. Taking this one to the grave fun thing i had actually heard this song because this song appears on uh gossip girl to yeah take it back to gossip girl this song is uh in a scene in gossip girl uh before i'm pretty sure it was yeah before pretty little liar started yeah i mean if if it was the first but, time you heard the song it had to be because i know we watched we were looking forward to pretty little liars coming out yeah i remember that it was yeah. like your senior year of high school the song it's just perfect it's so perfect i also love that the girl's name in the song is Allison. Huh? Have you not listened to the whole song? I guess maybe not. I not maybe not a lot. Yeah, there's a they, they name a girl in the song at one point, and the huh. girl's name is Allison. Damn, incredible. Allison. Yes, Catherine. I love that it's Aria. I love yes. that her finger is off center. I know. I hate it, and I love it. I, I actually hated it when they fixed I hated when they fixed it. Yeah. Because I was like, no, that was part of the fun. Like we were all annoyed by it. Yeah. And now we love that we yeah. love that that's how it yeah. happened. And just like the whole opening sequence thing of like essentially like getting Allie's corpse ready for her funeral. Yeah, it's great. Is incredible. It's great. But it's again in such a stylized doll type way. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let's move on to the actual like pilot songs now that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. First, I think Don't Trust Me by 303. Yeah, is such a strong start. And it like puts you in such a place in time. In a way that is so interesting because the place and time that they're putting you in, right, is like 2010, but that's also when the show came out. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not as though they, the song choice is so perfect that you would almost imagine if you made a show today that you wanted to be set in 2010, you would use this song to set the stage. But they had that foresight in, in the moment. They were experiencing 2010 and they were like, this is the song. And of course, this song has the best lyric ever written. Honestly, if I ever met Taylor Swift, my question for her would be, does it keep you up at night that you'll never be able to write the greatest lyric? Yeah. <laughs> because it's already been written. And of course, we're referring to, to tell your boyfriend, if he says he's got beef, that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. Incredible. It's so good. It also has the worst line that's it ever been written in the song. It also does have that. Which is. I almost don't want to say it. It's, I can't believe we were li- Which is, 
do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips. Yeah, it, they really like hit the the highs and lows of song lyrics yeah. In, yeah. in one song. It's impressive. It's really and that's, impressive. I think, why we don't see 303 making music anymore. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe they are, but yeah. I'm not they, hearing it. They did it. They, they hit the full spectrum. Yeah, they they really peaked. Yeah, with "Don't Trust Me." They also have. There's also another line in that that also gives me the ick, which is, "While your tongue is on the inside of some other guy's tongues, always pressed to your cheeks, while my tongue is on the inside of some other girl's teeth." Funnily enough, the line that immediately precedes the vegetarian line anyways it's a great song it's so it's such a good it's such a good time Mm -hmm. marker yeah and such a strong start yeah and then i think this one i i I don't have it here on our notes but i do think that this song we see it again when we see this opening scene again i think in a is for answers Mm -hmm. when we're when we're getting all the flashbacks from sort of ali's perspective of that night they do they play the exact opening scene Mm -hmm. again which i love yeah because I like that it makes it seem like, oh, this is the song they were listening to, which again, just is, is so apt. What do we want to talk about next from the pilot? There's yeah. a couple that we have listed here. I don't go to happiness, maybe. Yeah. Which so, is, of so course, here's the thing. B23. We have, so we have a number, we have a, quite a few songs here that are in the pilot and almost every single one of them is played again at some point in the show. So the only ones, I want to start with just the couple that, as far as I was able to figure out, are not seen again in the show. More of You, which is in the pilot when Ari and Ezra are making out in the bathroom. So it goes without saying that I'm hooked on you. And by now I'm out of my mind with this self-abuse. That's iconic. We, I think, as soon as I said that, I think mm-hmm. you all can picture and hear that. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, the other one is Beauty Queen, which is... She was a beauty queen. Maybe we don't need to insert music yeah. and we can just sing. Maybe we'll just sing all of these songs for you. The pilot songs, I know almost every yeah. word to all of these mm-hmm. songs. Because I, I made a playlist so in high school. I won't do. Sorry, I'm going in. <laughs> um, and so, anyway, so Beauty Queen. Beauty Queen. And if you're gonna cry, don't cry for me. When Aria goes into the bar and meets Ezra, that's mm-hmm. what's playing. I also have I Won't, the Colby Calais song when Aria's looking in the mirror in the pilot. I won't do what you told me. You said no. I'm not gonna stop feeling. I'm not gonna forget it. It plays when she is looking in the mirror, and then it plays again when she's in the car driving. Like she drops Mike off mm-hmm. at lacrosse, and it plays again when she like decides to go to the bar. Yeah, and get food. Yeah. So those are the only songs really in the pilot that don't appear again in the show. Now I want to talk about the ones that do appear again in the show. First, Hands of Time. You can't turn back the hands of time. Just let it go and you'll be fine. This is the one in the pilot that plays 
the crane shot of the group getting their first A text at Outside Alley's funeral. Uh, it's so good. I feel like that. that I'm just saying, eat everything. I is just, iconic. I, and, and I'm just saying, it's so good. It's the oh. the the way it builds the like the way that and that moment yeah that moment everything is about so that well moment done of them with getting Wilden. the A-tax. yes Wilden come up and then them getting this group a text and reading it out loud saying a together and this music playing and then going to a crane shot incredible mm-hmm. this plays again there's a lot of similarities between the pilot of season one and the pot or in the first episode of season three because they kind of reset, right? Because Mona's been found out as A. So there's a lot of like symmetry. And this plays again in 301 when they go out to their car. They're at the Lost Woods and they go out to the car and all the doors are open and it's covered in the pictures of them standing at Allie's grave. Also, in, and, and which is effectively the first A text mm-hmm. of the new A. Also, that's just such a crazy thing to do. Just like, yeah. That car is covered in those pictures. Covered. So good. Yes. And um, again, it goes into a crane shot there. Yeah. Yeah. There's It Girl, which plays in the pilot when Hannah is shoplifting. It plays again in 301 when Hannah and Ashley are shopping and they run into Spencer and Veronica. Which again, I just like, I like that little symmetry, right? These like shopping scenes in the first episode and then the first episode of season three. Then we have Flaunt, which is what the song that's playing when Spencer is practicing field hockey in in the pilot. Don't you, don't you wanna wanna, don't you, don't you wanna wanna, don't you, don't you wanna see me flaunt? So that one plays again in 206 when Samara is helping Emily get into her dress for the fashion show. And I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a rare. I think they just love that song. I just thought it was interesting. It's a good song. Another one is Begin Again, which this is Ezria gets so many music moments. There's so many music moments that are Ezria. And this one is. The pilot when they kiss in the in the stairwell um, at Allie's funeral. Again, again, don't waste your time waiting for someone to tell you. It also plays in season three, episode twenty-four, uh, when they kiss in the stairwell at the school, and it's like a recreate because they're like kind of breaking up because he's gonna start working there gonna again, start right? teaching again yeah. yeah and so they kind of recreate that funeral stairwell kiss in the stairwell mm-hmm. at the school yeah and then of course though the most kind of iconic Ezria moment is like how he picks her up yeah with it's just so strange and it took me probably an embarrassing amount of time to figure out what the hell he was talking about because they he says like when he to like talk to her he's like oh b26 yeah and at first, when I, I remember when I first saw this, I was like, is that the name of this song? Like, yeah. what are we, what is B26? Yeah. Um, no, it's just like, I guess the jukebox. But does that imply that she put? No, B26 is a song. 
not the song we're hearing. No. Wait, so so B26 is referring to the jukebox number, not the name That's of a song. That's what I have Guys, let us know what time. you thought. Yeah, actually, I would love to know because, uh, so at first, I was like, oh, is I thought it was the song itself. Yeah. And, but the song that they're playing is Happiness by The Fray. Yeah. Which, which becomes their, um... Yeah, which I think, I anthem? guess the question, yeah, <laughs> they're like, their motif, their musical yeah. motif. But, so I guess you could say maybe that's what we're hearing, but yeah. their song isn't that. But I, I think that that's not... No, okay, so actually here, here's the, it's, here's what it is, because Happiness plays at three points in the show. Uh-huh. The pilot, when they're talking in the bar. Then in She's Come Undone, when Aria has a flashback to that moment. Mm-hmm. And then it plays again in season seven, episode one, TikTok Bitches. Uh, it plays on the jukebox at Snooker's when uh, I think everyone is trying to find Hannah because she's been kidnapped. But mm-hmm. Arya instead decides to go and reminisce at the bar where her and Ezra met. Yeah. Um, well, so I think listen, the, the fact I think that Hannah that's deserved that. I think Hannah deserved that for the way she reacted to Arya being kidnapped on the Halloween that's train. That's true. That's true. <laughs> And it took that opportunity to make out with Caleb. That's very true. But so given that it plays, all, it's always in the bar. I think we have to say that is the song that they were hearing in the bar. So Happiness I guess, by the fray. Yeah. So, so is the jukebox. The jukebox is B26. Yep. I can't believe you've never put that together. I know. I just always assumed that it was because the name of a song. But, I don't know Yeah, why. I guess like the way, the way that it is like a musical theme for them though. Tells me that it is. I mean, I hate to ask us to read Ezra's poetry. Well, yeah, but it's a song. It's a girl. Yeah, it's something. I don't remember the rest. Plain. It's Superman. Anyways. So those are those are the big ones from the pilot, except for the biggest one, which of course. is of course suggestions by Aurelia has orchestra. And just like that, my life is broken. I can barely breathe, and now I'm open for suggestions. At the end of the day, life's a lesson. Obviously, this plays when they find Allie's body in the pilot. It plays in 225 when they find Maya's body. And then it plays in season seven, episode 20, when Arya finds out that, or when Arya tells Ezra that she can't have kids. I yeah. forgot that it <laughs> played there. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's a, and I had always, I like. Honestly, justice for Allison and Maya. Yeah. Yeah. Like, listen. Look, I'm not sure being able to have kids yeah, is tough when you want to be able to have kids. Like, obviously, that's a that's very, very hard, tough but that's and not, emotional that's, thing. That's not, not equivalent to a teenager being murdered. <laughs> and that's not the musical language that we have set up with this song. No. No. And it is interesting. I always, like, I had thought that, like, when they find Mona's body, I'm like, oh, suggestions should be playing now. But I think the fact that it's not is our hint that Mona isn't dead. 
You're right. Because if Mona had actually been dead, suggestions would have played. You no fucking doubt in my mind, the suggestions would have been played. I also think along those lines, should we have had suggestions when we find Charlotte's body? No, because she's not a teenager. I think it's only for teenage girls that are murdered and Got infertility. It. Fair enough. <laughs> Got it. Those are the parameters. <laughs> those are the param. Those are the it's suggestions. True. Parameters. Yeah. Uh, so that's the pilot. And I just, again, I love that they use those songs multiple times throughout the show. And I think more shows should do that. I, I it agree. It just is really effective. Okay. Some other favorite music moments. Um, my, uh, my, one of my favorites is the homecoming dance. Yeah. With Let Me Down Easy by the, is it 2AM Club or 3AM Club? 2AM Club. 2AM Club. She said, let me down easy, but stay with me. I love it because it is, I mean, I think it's a great song. Yeah. It's fun. It feels like something that would play at a high school dance. But I also mostly love it because it feels like it plays on repeat at this dance. On a loop at this dance. (laughs) It's just every, it's behind almost every scene. And that's not the truth. There are a couple other 2AM Club songs that play. But it just feels like Let Me Down Easy yeah. is on a constant loop. Which is why, so we do have a playlist and we will share that playlist with you. But that is why the that is why Let Me Down Easy is on the playlist multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Um, this, I want to talk a bit about, real quick, about 2AM Club at the Homecoming Dance. I think that this is sort of the final stage of the trend that was started by Buffy. So in mm-hmm. Buffy, they have the bronze, which is the club that the high schoolers go to. Sounds like a lame club, to be honest, if under 18 or, or under 21 or even are allowed yeah. in. But, and that's how, like, new bands of the time yeah. would, they would put them on Buffy and mm-hmm. have them play at the bronze. And Sli- like, name some. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> they like they were more like up and coming bands. Like I don't know that any of them ever became super famous and because I wasn't paying that I attention. could speak to One Tree Hill. Yeah. In which they did the same thing. They had like a club yeah. and they had like Fallout Boy, yeah. they had Jackson so Mannequin, of- they had Death Cab. I think yeah. they had Death Cab for yeah. Cutie at one point. They had Lupe Fiasco. Mm-hmm. Who else did they have come in? Angels and Airwaves. Yeah. Uh, so, Jimmy Eat World. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying so that started with Buffy. Yeah. And One Tree Hill was sort of the next, evo- like the mm-hmm. immediately following that kind of. And I think that this is sort of the tail end of this yeah. trend sort Pretty of Little trickling Liars, off yeah. is 2AM Club at the Pretty Little Liars home. Well, and don't forget Adam Lambert and Halloween Train also. Yeah, that too. I'm trying to think of any shows that have come out since then that have kind of done that. I know. Not that I have a, like, comprehensive knowledge of all teen shows, but... Yeah. But I'm sure that there's been some, but this is definitely, I think, sort of... Yeah. It was, it was, every show was doing it. Last I know Hurrah, that, the dying star. Yeah. I know that, like, trend. I'm pretty sure Gossip Girl at least did it once or twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Okay. It was great. I love 2AM Club at the Homecoming Dance. Love it. Yeah. Another iconic one is Sale. Oh, so good. When Spencer has her Adderall-induced research... Uh, session where she's trying to like when she's like figuring out that Ezra is A. Yeah. Incredible. Love it. Always always helps me if I need to focus and study. 
Another one that I feel like has been on TikTok a lot recently, which is the chickpeas. Yeah. And we all know what we're talking about. That's it. Uh, The song is called I Am Dust. It's Gary Newman. We were dust in a world of grim obsession. It's the most dramatic way that anybody has ever picked up a can of chickpeas. Mm -hmm. I think of this every time I pick up a can of chickpeas, and I don't think I'm exaggerating. No, I think same. This song plays in my head every time I pick up a can of chickpeas. It has forever changed me. I love that. That moment is so funny. And I think it's intentionally funny. Again, this is one of those things I think people sometimes like, shit on pretty lives for being like ridiculous like i think that i i don't think that the people that made were making this show didn't know that this was hilarious right <laughs> they're not dense they exactly they're in on the joke with us guys next is we have on the list is bad things which is episode 408 when mona confesses to wilden's murder That scene is just so good. Good girls do bad things sometimes. It's so good. We're gonna. There's gonna be so much singing. I know. <laughs> so, I'll try and cut it out. <laughs> why? This is how I get my start. <laughs> uh, uh, that's. Just, it's so good. It's the song is perfect. The way that like we're all watching, kind of Mona be arrested it's just all around so good her kind of like is it a smirk would you call it a smirk or whatever the look in her eyes when we like last see her through the window is so good yeah another one is hurricane in 401 and this is when the girls are all walking up to wilden's funeral So here, here's the thing. I think that this is one of my favorites because this is the blueprint. This scene and this song and everything is the blueprint for the PLL funeral vibe. Mm. Like when we talk about a Pretty Little Liars funeral, it is that. Yeah. It is that moment. Yeah. And I, I think that the music works so well. I think it does, but maybe it just like works too well that it just doesn't, it doesn't stand out in my brain. Yeah. Because it just feels like the moment, yeah. you know? I almost, I just want to make you watch the scene right now. But... I know, I can see it now yeah. and I can, now that you've heard it, but it's not one that like sticks out in my brain. Like yeah. if I'm, doesn't if, mind. If I'm going through like iconic Pretty Little Liars moments with music, yeah. it's, that's not one of them, surprisingly. It is for me. Hmm. It is for me. I guess we are different people. Yeah. Um, next, should we talk about Patsy Cline? Well, I... Oh, I, right. Sorry, there was one more. I had one more. And and we're going to go through some other ones. Like, these are not all of the <laughs> best music. But Without You, Harry Nilsson, this is the penultimate episode. As A, Alex Drake, is 
driving into the sunset and we're about to have like a year, right? It's going to be like a year time jump. Like A has, she's found out who killed Charlotte and she is going to leave this behind, right? Mm -hmm. And this song is so perfect because I think that this song playing at this moment is, gives you the clearest insight in the entire show, I think, into the psychology of an A. You know what that, that scene reminds me of? And like also with this song is spoiler alert for Priscilla. Mm, yes. But the ending of Priscilla gives me similar vibes. Yeah. And I also, this scene, but with I Will Always Love You. Also great. Also would have been great. <laughs> well, that's a spoiler. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, but it's just so good. And again, it's not, the, this is not the kind of music choice that you would expect from, right, like a ABC family teen drama. Mm -hmm. Because Pretty Little Liars is so much more than that. Nothing against teen dramas. Teen dramas are incredible. But it's just, it's it's an unexpected choice that just yeah. works so well. Let's talk about Patsy Cline. Patsy Cline in, in Pretty Little Liars, it, again, it's one of those ones that like comes up as a theme. And it's very much Charlotte's theme in a way. Patsy Cline is Charlotte's musical artist. Crazy by Patsy Cline is what's playing when the girls uh, look up at the bell tower where, like, Charlotte had, you know, they thought, I think, like, jumped off or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's also You Belong to Me by Patsy Cline is what's playing on A's hard drive in 716, but I think is also the song playing in, or then Walking After Midnight was playing in in Charlotte's soul room. I, didn't, I never liked the fact that we were calling it a soul room. No, that was, I hated yeah. that actually. It makes me physically ill. Yeah. And when Allie is like walking to the bunker, I think this is a soul. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and don't think so. Yeah. It, it, it's just, yeah. It's just Anyways. a weird way of framing it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. But, and Charlotte gives Alex Drake a Patsy Klein album, which yeah. I also gave you one year for you Christmas. Did. Last year. Last year. Yeah. That was last year. <laughs> So, I, yeah, I think that there's, like, there's just, like, such a good sound. Like, Patsy Cline, obviously, mm -hmm. icon, legend. Such a good sound that I love that that's the, that's the sound we've given Charlotte's A. Yeah. Um, and I just love the, the how thought out it is, you know? Mm -hmm. And that it also is, so the fact that they find, in 716, they find this Patsy Cline song on A's hard drive, right, is is essentially like a clue for them. Like I like the way that that's sort of like the first inkling that we get of what this new A's relationship with Charlotte is. Like you mm -hmm. under, like obviously, you know, they probably were close because this person seems really intent on figuring out who killed Charlotte and stuff, but you never really know, right. What the real motives are. And like, this was sort of the show's way of intimating to us, like the nature of that relationship that wouldn't get revealed until, of course, the last episode. Yeah. But I want to talk about ZZ Ward. Yeah. Do you all remember ZZ Ward? Never forget. <laughs> ZZ Ward, this is the old old school version of, like, the industry plant. ZZ Ward put out a song, Till the Casket Drops. Till the casket drops. That was used as, like, the promo, I think, for season four? Sorry, I just, like, looked up ZZ Ward. Like, yeah. Do you know what 
it has listed as parents? No. Daddy Ward. The fuck? And it's a blue link. So I will be Who's clicking Daddy on who Daddy Ward is. Musical artist. Um, he was a musical artist. Anything notable? No. I mean, not to me, at least. Uh, the other ZZ Ward song was Last Love Song. This is the last love song I'll ever write for you. They made an official Ezria, like, fan edit video. Like, on, like, <laughs> it aired on ABC Family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, what, would, it, it, it's a fan edit of Ezria yeah. to this last love song song. Yeah. And? It's just, I miss <laughs> when, I miss when TV shows did shit like that. I feel like they are doing that on TikTok now. Yeah, but like. What was the thing I watched? I mean, obviously like. like advertisement. No, know, like, I know. It's, it's different. Not, it's a different it, level. TikTok is, it, it is, you know, meant for comedy, right? Like, you know, it's so like Lionsgate mm-hmm. makes funny videos from their like, you know, movie catalog and stuff, right? But like, this was, this, there was nothing intentionally humorous about no, this. No, I know. It was That's different. That's the thing. Now, yeah. now it's like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. This was done in all sincerity. And yeah. I love them for that. Yeah. Please go watch it. I'll link it. I'll link it in the description. <laughs> go watch it. Uh, and again, let, I just also want us to remember, this is like a, a fan edit of this couple that is an adult English teacher and his teenage high school student girlfriend. Yep. What a time this was. Such a time. This, this aired on a network. On network television. Anyways, I just want to. There's there's a number of artists that they use a lot. So there's like Brooke Wagner, The Weepies, Jules Larson, Band of Thieves, Peter Bradley Adams, Andrew Bell, Civil Twilight. All have like Who's multiple Civil Twilight. They have like multiple songs that appear. In not on this life. list that we have. They're they're not as iconic of moments, oh. but they are used consistently. Okay, interesting. Um, but by far, Katie Herzig. Yeah has the most yeah and you the katie herzog's herzig song that i think of is hey nana hey nana hey nana hey nana classic classic and yeah and she has like a number of ones that like you would recognize but then other ones that like aren't as noticeable in the show Mm -hmm. but so much katie herzig if you go and like look through all of the music in the show so much of her okay so that's some of our like those are some of our favorite moments, yeah. some of the, like, cool music things. And now we're going to just kind of walk through, you know, some other moments that yes. we pulled out from the playlist that are fun yeah. and we Those, love. Yeah, we'll by no means be going through every song on the playlist or every song that, you know, we love. I mean, there's Fresh Pair of Eyes when Ari and, Ez- when, like, Ari and Ezra meet in the rain or whatever. Um, in episode two, and he, like, picks her from the car, right? Iconic. I don't really have anything to say about it other than that it's iconic. So, yeah. you know, we won't go through all of that type of song. But one one that I love is I Don't Need You Anymore. This is in 104 when this is the song that, A, Mona, dedicates to Hannah on the radio. and is what, And I think it's kind of one of the first moments of, like, I mean, Hannah even says, like, 
we're so out of our league. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because how did A know that she was listening to that station at that moment? Like, it's so good. And again, it's Hannah and and Mona, I think, are kind of fighting at this time a little bit. I can't remember exactly what's happening. It's like the choice of like the I don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm. Mona was so petty. I love her. Yeah. She was so fun as A. Yeah. I mean, Charlotte was fun in her own crazy way. Yeah. But there was a real joy Mona's, to Mona's work. There was a levity. A levity, there yeah. Was, there was a a passion. Yeah. Not that Charlotte lacked passion. She built a bunker. Yeah. But there was a, almost like Mona is, was a fangirl. Yes. There is a fangirl obsession. Yeah. That I just thought was fun. But I also like that then it sort of levels up in this weird way where it doesn't have the same affection. Uh-huh. The new A doesn't have, they, yeah. you can tell that the new A all like all iterations of A view them as their dolls, their property, right? That to control. But this new A, there's not there's not the same affection for her dolls. Mm-hmm. Not the not that Cece doesn't yeah. have affection for her dolls, but like she has a more protectiveness of them, like an ownership. She feels in more yes. of an ownership. Less it's a bit affection. more. It's a bit more maternal. She is older. Yeah, <laughs> not mm-hmm. a good mom. Which <laughs> is <laughs> bad examples. Yeah. But again, there's a lot of stuff that gives a sense of like this is this new A is older. So something that I when I was like making this playlist that I discovered that I thought was really interesting, all those pretty lights. I just like all, all the pretty lights. lights. We don't need to insert the music. I'll just sing it. Yeah, and then just like yeah. all the pretty lights. So all those pretty lights. This is you know 105. When it plays across like multiple kind of short scenes, but of course. It's also Ezria are making plans for their first date. I wanna wanna remember this night. And now my wolves never came out right. And it's just my patience that keeps me alive. Well, just like all those pretty lights, just like all the pretty lights in the sky. This plays again later on when. Ezra gets a call from Maggie, the the sort of beginning of this change in Arya and Ezra's relationship, which is Ezra getting in contact with Maggie and then finding out that he has a son. But when it plays again, it's not the same one. It is all those pretty lights, parentheses, alternate universe version. Whoa. Yeah. That's fascinating, actually. Right? It's so interesting. And again, yeah, I'll insert. Would you... Would you say that it is? I I can't picture the difference. So yeah. Would you say that it is the tone of it? Is it different? Because like all the pretty all those pretty lights kind of has a like romantic vibe to it. Is this alternate universe version more morose? Well, let's listen to it. So yeah, so it's not more morose, yeah. it's it's more off kilter, which I think fits yeah. with what's going on, right? Like this is their relationship is being thrown out of balance. Uh-huh. And that's very much the vibe you get from this alternate universe version of the song. Yeah. But I'd never clocked that. Me either. Huh. Anyways, I just thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Special shout out to Where I Stood by Missy Higgins. Yes. I don't necessarily think that it's like a super iconic moment in the show, but that song, I feel as if I just, that song takes me back to a time. Also special. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about, uh, the song itself, I feel not particularly drawn to, but it's the moment. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the song is heal for the honey. Brooke Wagner, a favorite. Yes. And it's in episode season one, episode 15, which is, and it's when Emily is swimming and then Paige drowns her, tries to drown her. So the thing I love about this is that the juxtaposition of this really kind of sweeping, empowering, optimistic tone of this song cut to the like ominous, there's like, like, yeah, there's like a big like change in the tone when like in in the music itself, when it's cut off and Paige starts trying to drown Emily. And I just feel like that happens in Pretty Little Liars several like all the time where we're getting this music and then we pan away to like some sort of ominous thing and it's all creepy and yeah. and yeah. the interesting effect of the way that they do this in this particular scene I think and that makes it such a great example of this phenomenon right is it gives the feeling of drowning in a way mm-hmm. because it happens this song's playing and it happens right Emily goes to like take a breath right she she reaches the wall and she goes and that sort of like jarring sound hits right as her head then gets shoved underwater and she can't breathe and it gives you a little bit of that sensation yeah it's very well done and and i feel like i I think i'm remembering another one and it also is an emily and Paige thing i think this happens to them on the halloween train i think when they're in the cabin before things kind of turn south when they're in the cabin and they're having their little romantic moment and they're kissing, there's like a really like, um, you know, sweet romantic, like, isn't, isn't life great song. And then we like pay, the camera kind of pans and you kind of can see, maybe I'm like totally making this up, but can't you see like the outline of someone? Maybe. Yeah. Like you can see the shadow. Well, let's confirm this. Cut it out if I'm totally wrong. Yeah, I will. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like I th- that happens. That happens a lot. Where like we're seeing the girls have a good moment, and then the music they use the music to kind of bring us back down to reality, and like or just like what's going on. Yeah. The you know that ominous sense of being watched, yeah. or which again I think plays drowned. well into the into the sense of like Pretty Little Eyes, where it's like as soon as you get a sort of, sort of like sense of normalcy of like a normal life moment, mm-hmm. it reminds you of a yeah with like you know either like with the the music and the sounds or the camera angles or you know and it's yeah it's it's so good and it also looking at this playlist. It's also coming to my attention. So the very next, so that's episode one, or sorry, that's season one, episode 15. Season one, episode 16, the very next episode, we have the musical moment, I Won't Apologize, Selena Gomez and the scene. You had me to get her here of the 
Emily takes Paige swimming for fun and like, you know, helps her find her the joy in swimming. Emily, this girl sort of tried to drown you one <laughs> episode ago. Yeah. I didn't realize that those happen in such quick succession. A little more caution from Emily is warranted. But then how would she save anyone? You're right. She's got to she's got to sacrifice her own safety yeah. to she must and save again, Paige. Uh, and uh, look, not Paige should get a lot of shit for trying to drown Emily. Obviously, she was not actually trying to drown Emily. She was just yeah. you trying know, to scare her. her. Uh, but you, hey, guys, don't pretend drown people to scare them. Yeah. It's not cool. Um, the next song I want to talk about is Poison and Wine by the Civil Wars. Yeah. If only because I think this is one of the best songs ever written. Mm-hmm. And also just the Civil Wars is just a fascinating story. And if you, I don't know if I probably, we probably don't have the time for me to get into the whole (laughs) lore of this band, but it's fascinating. I'm sure there's a great YouTube video essay that you could watch. I'm sure. Um, If not, you should listen to the album that they put out. It's great. Um, if you liked Daisy Jones and the Six, probably look up the story that I'm talking about because um, <laughs> it feels like a Daisy Jones and the Six scenario. Maybe even more so than Daisy Jones and the Six. Well, no, more so than the Fleetwood Mac. Oh yeah, uh, story that is kind of J- Daisy Jones is loosely based off. Okay. Yeah, um, and that Poison and Wine by the Civil Wars is in 2.11, and it's when Spencer and Toby are making out in his truck. Then, Spencer and Toby do also have a song. Not as many songs as Ari and Ezra have. Ari and Ezra have a lot of songs. But, In My Veins, Andrew Bell. Oh, you're in my veins and I cannot give out. Oh, you're all I taste and I inside of my mind. It plays twice over Spencer Toby scenes. One in 212 when Spencer breaks up with Toby because A wants her to or something. And then once in 312, when Spencer and Toby have sex for the first time. As we know, Spencer and Toby have sex right before she finds out that he is A. Right before we find out that he's A. Is it right before? Oh, yeah. She doesn't find out for a little bit longer, but... That's, that's right. But right before we find out that Toby is A is when they have sex. So the fact that the song that the show, like, that they chose to put over that scene is from exactly a season ago, because it's 2.12 and Mm 3.12, when they broke up, is so good. It's great. Um, I will actually do want to, I do actually want to talk about My Heart With You. Yeah. The Rescue, season two, episode 17. This is when Ezria gets back together and they kiss in in the rain at, like, Rittenhouse Square. Um, if only just because I, I think that that, like the way this song fits in that scene. Yeah. It's so good. Cause the scene is like, there's, it's pouring rain, there's traffic. Aria thinks he's not going to show. And this song comes in and it's just like such a, it's like a subtle mm-hmm. song. Is there, I'm trying to think, I don't think there's a lot of like backing instrument 
instruments. Like it's Yeah. And it's it, very just like stripped down and I, I don't know, I like it. Yeah. Should I fire turn to dark? Take my heart with you. And right before that, when Arya is waiting for Ezra and we're thinking he's not going to come, is I will let you go. And I will let you go. And I will let you go. Which is also going to very strip down, like, song. yeah. God, they really wanted us to love this couple. It's like, and I did, and it worked. We didn't stand a chance. We did not stand a chance. We look back on it now, and we're like, that was questionable. That's what we they wanted us to yes. feel. But also, sometimes they didn't want us to. They were very hot and cold yeah. with us. Um, okay. I'll just throw when they ha- again because we just have Ezri after Ezri song when they have sex for the first time. Wicked game two twenty four. Yeah, it's a good song. The Just a Kiss by Lady A in Unmasked. Just a kiss on your lips in the moonlight. Just a touch of the fire burning so bright. No, I don't want to mess this thing up. No, I don't want to push too far. I just like that song. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, Till the Casket Drops is a season three promo song. Special shout out to Cuckoo by Adam Lambert in this is a dark ride. We talked about yeah. this in the oh, Halloween train episode. I also, I also want to talk though that about nobody listened to. But, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why our Halloween episode has been flopping so hard. Uh, but I also highly suspicious. Uh, this. Oh, oops! I I I can't believe I skipped over that. Yeah. Hi. Uh, Mona's in. Highly suspicious. suspicious. Uh, Mona's in A's lair telling them they need to change the plan. I can't help but do the ah. <laughs> <laughs> suspicious of you. So good. Kill of the night. I'm gonna lure you into the dark. To hear the boom, boom, boom of your heart. The danger is, I'm dangerous, and I might just take a part. This plays in 401. A is for alive. Uh, this is Toby sees you know, the authorities, whoever, finding the red coat in the wreckage of the lodge fire. Uh, but then it also plays again for some reason when Spencer and Marco are making out in the elevator in 704. Okay, that's weird. I know. Kind of random. Again, I think this is just one they loved. They just <laughs> loved it. The Devil Takes Care of His Own. That's so good. The Devil, the Takes, devil care takes Care of His Own. 407. And this is Toby and Caleb putting up their investigation wall as they prepare to accomplish nothing. The Devil 
Okay, speaking of, speaking of the various ways that, that they want us to feel about Ezria, I want to talk about this song, This Isn't Control. This isn't control, 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 this isn't control. This song repeats the line, this isn't control, over and over again. This is the song when Ari and Ezra get back together when she cheats on Jake and they kiss at the brew. This is the song that's playing over that scene. That's good. Right? I like that. Anyways, I just love that. The next song I want to talk about, Bang Bang, Jesse J, Nicki Minaj, Ariana Grande. Of course, this is when Emily is trying to teach Hannah how to dance. And this scene... Is so good. Again, this is further proof that, like, no, the writers know that this is funny. That the, this this show is funny. Yeah, they're doing it on purpose. Absolutely. And Ashley Benson in the dance. It's just when she like when I just feel like I could do. I wish this was a visual medium, but I also don't because I don't want people to see me do this dance. But like when she like waves her arms around her head in a circle (laughs) when she does the like kind of I don't even know what you would call it but she like pushes yeah she's kind of like fighting the air yeah she is fighting the air or when she gets down on the ground it's just uh, that scene gives me so much serotonin I love it so much it's everything to me Ashley Benson does an incredible job and also Shay Mitchell is doing a great job of just incredible yeah <laughs> and and also i think like she's reacting to hannah so well yes. yeah um yeah i love it so the next thing is in welcome to the dollhouse the dollhouse prom that is supposed to be kind of like melissa jason's prom like that year uh-huh. because that's the year that charlotte kind of envisions i think is the prom that she missed out on mm-hmm. right and the song there is unwritten by natasha Bedingfield, which again just yeah. like just like Don't Trust Me with 303 nails the 2010, like, yeah. the, the perfect song choice. Yep. Perfect. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. Yeah. So then also in Welcome to the Dollhouse is Don't Fence Me In. When, okay, this... Oh. This song choice almost feels like we should have mentioned it in the front. Yeah, because yeah I, I think, think we it's should've. so, so good. Like, this is after they've done their little prom shenanigans and they've escaped from A. They've used their EMP device <laughs> to escape from the underground dollhouse bunker. And, they're, and they get out of the bunker and they think, we're free! And then they look around and they're fenced in and, like... It's so... And again, we zoom out and you see how massive this forest is, how isolated Mm -hmm. they are. And this is the final episode of season five. This is how season five ends. And it's so good. And this is the song that... This this plays over the speaker to them. Yes. So it's not even just like... And and I love... That's the word. And I love when 
Pretty Little Liars does that when yes. the songs that we are hearing are the songs that they're hearing. I, I love, so I mean, I love every time that in anything, pretty uh, same, much. Same. I love diegetic music. The The song that's playing in the episode, the it is Billy Williams and Sammy Kay is the version. That is not on Spotify or anywhere really that I can find. So on our Spotify list, it's the Bing, Cos- Bing Crosby uh, version. But cool. I just want you guys to know that I know that that's not the same version, okay? <laughs> there just it wasn't available. Oh, give me land, lots of land under starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. But don't fence me in. Next, a couple songs that we uh, we kind of talked about these, I think, yeah. in our Songs of Innocence, Songs of Experience episode. Yeah. Um, but just, like, quick shout out to Give Us a Little Love by Falula 602. Songs of Innocence. Give us a little love, give us a little love. We never had enough, we never had enough. Give us a little love, give us a little Pour it in a cup, try to drink it up, pour it in a well, if we go to hell. And then Skipping Stones. Skipping Stones, Claire... Gereso? Gereso, yeah. Mm -hmm. 603, Songs Songs of Experience. Experience. The girls, we just have the girls dealing with their trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Which is the the whole whole episode. episode. But I just, this this song... This is like Aria taking the picture. It's so good. Two really solid musical endings to an episode. Also, I think we could have put this at the top. I agree. These are top tier musical moments for me. Like a skipping I want to talk about this is one that I, I saw a TikTok about this, and then I dug further into this song. Uh-huh. This is in 611 of Late I Think of Rosewood. Um, hey, that's the name of the of, podcast. Of the of Late I Think of Rosewood podcast. Uh, and the song is There's a Ghost. And this is the first kind of scene that we get. The montage of kind of like what all the girls are up to. You know, Hannah's on the plane, and they trick you into thinking maybe she has a kid, but it's not her kid. She's mm-hmm. just watching it. And Aria, you think she's an author, but actually she's just there for, like, lighting. (laughs) Anyway. She's the stand-in. Yeah. She's just the stand-in. Anyways. And, first of all, one thing I love about this song is that it has both a Telltale Heart reference and a reference to The Raven. It has two Edgar Allan Poe references. And then I also want to read some of the lyrics. Again, this is, we're we're saying, like, these are adult, we're flashing forward five years, like, this is their thing, like, we want you to know where these girls are at right now. Uh-huh. And this is the song that they chose. Here are the lyrics that I want to read out for everyone. There's a ghost, she's wearing my face, at parties being introduced with my name. Just a skeleton of bones wearing nothing but clothes, and she is paralyzing. The human soul is a treacherous place. Is this an Edgar Allan Poe like, <laughs> poem? Am I afraid to be alone, that nobody will ever know this death and dying? There's a ghost, she's wearing my face At parties being introduced 
used with my name Just a skeleton of bones Wearing nothing but clothes And she is paralyzing Damn. <laughs> I never really noticed this song Me either. Incredible. Yeah, wow, that's such I a good choice. love it. Yeah, I love that. Anyways, I just wanted to read those lyrics for everyone. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, next on our list, we have shockingly a Billie Eilish song, which just yeah. doesn't feel like Billie Eilish overlapped with Pretty Little Liars, but apparently did, she did. Final season, yeah. Uh, Six Feet Under, which I can't really even hear. Yeah, in my brain. This is um, but this is when Spencer and Caleb talk about Hannah after she escapes from her kidnapping. Yeah, in the episode Bedlam. If I remember correctly, this is like a quieter song. It's yeah. not a. It's not like I a mean, big most of drop moment. Yeah, pretty quiet. Um, but it, it's very subtle in the background. But I did think it was. I I included it mostly because I thought it was interesting that there was a Billie Eilish song. Yeah. Well, this is before this song was released in 2016, before Ocean Eyes, yeah. which Ocean Eyes is, I think, the song that really just skyrocketed her. Our love is six feet under. But I, what I think is interesting, too, is, like, I don't know, I hear a lot of times, like, I've heard a, on TikTok and stuff, people being like, oh, like, this Taylor Swift song, like, this would have been in Pretty Little Liars if it had come out when Pretty Little Liars was and, still on. And I no. just disagree. Because if if we've established anything in this, we've been recording for a little over an hour now of talking about the music in Pretty Little Liars, they didn't pick mm-hmm. super popular music. Like, Sale was, was maybe an exception to that, mm-hmm. like. They chose they chose popular music so selectively. So like they were don't so trust me. About it. Yes. Like um sale, unwritten. They chose those for such an explicit purpose. And again, like this Billie Eilish song, you would think like, oh, Billie Eilish, that was not popular at the time. No. Like again, this was pre Ocean Eyes, which I think really is the thing that just like skyrocketed skyrocketed her career. So yeah. like they weren't just choosing any old song just a kiss even when yeah. at the at the dance like that makes sense to be playing at the de- at the dance exactly that's when that's the type of thing that but the songs that are playing the non-diegetic mm-hmm. music and and that's like most of that other mm-hmm. than like sale and i guess 303 but it kind of it feels a little diegetic yeah most of that is diegetic music right mm-hmm. that like makes sense to be playing in that situation mm-hmm the songs that they choose as like the soundtrack to be playing in the show is not popular music mm-hmm. other than again like classic like patsy klein like th- yeah it, like to me like classic music like patsy klein and that is more the sound of pretty little liars than it again love taylor swift so it's not like any but like insert oh, i mean if i think new taylor swift song i think Everybody knows we love Taylor Swift if they listen to the rise and fall of Alice and Laurentiis. That's true. But like, the, like Pretty Little Liars was it was not the summer I turned pretty. No, not at all. And I think that and also, people no show is because that they must have been spending a goddamn fortune on. I actually music think that rights. if they had just not um, spent that much money on the summer I turned pretty, the strikes wouldn't have happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that. The money that they were spending on the summer the I turned pretty, sound the summer I turned pretty, 
is why they were underpaying writers and, yeah. and actors. <laughs> Obviously not, but uh, uh, but yeah, like the the style, like you know, to kind of close out mm-hmm. this episode, I want to talk just like the style of music in Pretty Little Liars. Obviously, so good and such a wonderful mix of this sort of like older music right your patsy klein the harry nilsson you know again the that don't fence me in song this which i think you get more of that in the later seasons Mm -hmm. this like but also a lot of music that feels very classic in a way Mm -hmm. and is not particularly like mainstream popular Mm -hmm. and creepy and creepy but in like like there's a there's a vibe to a lot of the music that is spooky creepy and dark and intense and like i think the way i would i would describe it is it's you know the way emo music is for like angsty teens the music in pretty little liars is pop for angsty teens yeah pop music aimed at angsty artsy teens yeah who just love the vibe Mm -hmm. in a way like Billie Eilish, like the fact that they chose Billie Eilish before she was Billie yeah. Eilish, I think fits so well because I do think that, like, if if I if Billie Eilish in an interview was like, I was really inspired by the music of Pretty Little Liars, I'd be like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. make sense to me. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I think you could say Billie Eilish's career is built on the backs of Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, gotta run them a check. <laughs> I will say, maybe I shouldn't say such a controversial opinion. That's she seems like an industry plant to me. <laughs> yeah, potentially. <laughs> the fact that she's been doing that Wired or Variety or Vanity Fair interview every year for like since she was like sixteen. Yeah. Too too planned out. Yeah, yeah. The thing for me is like I'm not good about finding new music and like Mm -hmm. i i like to i like to have music inceptioned upon me when pretty little liars came out i created a pretty little liars playlist right and like that's why like especially the early songs back when i was still buying songs on itunes like i know all the words to so many Mm -hmm. of these songs you have you you tend to like i like to fixate you do fixate on a song like critters have feelings from (laughs) hoodwink yeah no that's exactly what i was thinking of (laughs) which is also like why i think Early seasons, especially, I just knew all of the music. Yeah, same. <laughs> because I, I, this, this is how I discovered music. Mm-hmm. It was in TV a show. Shows. I heard it. I liked it. Yeah, I downloaded. I bought it. Yeah, because I had to, you know, pay my ninety nine cents to a dollar ninety nine for <laughs> each song on iTunes. That that was like in the time between yeah rampant illegal music downloads yeah. and streaming. Yeah, I was also. 14 and yeah. i wasn't as cool of a 14 year old as allison i wasn't stealing music i didn't really oh i was i but i wasn't you're right i am cooler than you yeah but but also when you're also more into music than yeah I that's was. true and like also when i was 14 was a slightly different time than when you were 14 and i think that illegally downloading music was more rampant and then they'd started to crack down on it more. yeah they started to scare harder. us yeah but yeah that's the music in pretty little liars Let's let's close this out with a little minor character roulette. Holden. Holden. Okay. First of all, Holden 
is the person I least expected to come back in the five years forward. I can't believe we saw it's Holden. It's crazy that we saw Holden. It's crazy. And he's a chef now? Or he, like, yeah, he just, like, he caters weddings, I guess? I think, like, his, like, sister or somebody, like, owns the venue that they're looking at. And he, like, yeah. does the food. I just love Let's how- talk about his heart condition, actually. Yeah, let's talk about Holden's heart condition. What? <laughs> I, I guess I just don't understand- he has like a hole in his heart was that the thing something like that anyways yeah. it but- just doesn't seem i don't i don't feel like karate was such a risk same i think his parents are being or over dramatic like him, him being him being so far away going to philly yeah as we know dates. like this is not uh, far sorry he's still a person he's got to live his life yeah relax like I understand you are probably terrified of something happening to him, but like not terrified enough though to not like live in Portugal for a year. Yeah. To like move to a foreign country away from his doctors. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just I think his parents suck. Yeah, I think his parents are that said, parents. What was he doing with all those pills? That was too many pills for anybody to have. Well and why were they in a plastic bag like that? He had like other than to make them hundreds of yeah. pills. Yeah. I actually think maybe Were they, he was I dealing think, drugs on the yeah. side and they just didn't tell that story. Yeah. Because they, like, like hold it. Maybe, like, Holden just kind of blamed it on his, like, heart condition. He's like, oh, it's for my heart. Yeah, I need a hundred of these pills <laughs> in a, in with me at all times yeah. for my heart. <laughs> in, like, a in like saran wrap or whatever. It was just, like, a plastic bag. Was it a plastic bag? Yeah. Okay. Were they all the same pill, or did they look different? I can't remember. I can't remember either. I feel like they were all yeah. mostly similar. Yeah. Also, remember when Nokan, like, almost kind of, like, attacked Arya on the roof? That was weird. Yeah, and then we got to see some of Holden's karate. Yeah. Again, I think another... Sorry, not to talk about Nokan during Holden's moment, but I'm also... to talk about him. I think that that was also a really, a really fundamental moment for Noel Khan yeah. as a person that really shaped him, I think. Yeah. We'll talk about that when we eventually do a Noel Khan episode. <laughs> also, the fact that her parents believe that whole Holden dating they, thing is okay. ridiculous. Her parents, her parents just wanted to believe what they wanted to believe. Yeah. They were just like, Which, fine. Your daughter you're is giving us a, You're giving us an, uh, an answer. You're giving us yeah. something to believe that we don't hate. So... We accept it. Yeah. And when you have a daughter like Arya, that's all you can really ask yeah. for is a believable enough lie that you don't have to look into it. Look into it. Because, yeah, literally the episode before, she's like, I'm in love with him. I love my English teacher. Yeah. You can't keep us apart. No. I love him. And oh, yeah, I'll just date Holden. Holden. We're going to well, start dating. Yeah, but we're going to only go to Philly because, you know. There's just more to do there. Yeah, definitely. Just so much more to do. Oh, what was the deal with this underground club? It's a fight club. This, like, club that moves around, but is the con party? Okay, let's talk about this for a second. No, it's not the con party. That's different. No, but when they go to the party at the con cabin, they get that stamp. Yeah. So it just happened, that party happened to be hosted at the con cabin by Eric Khan that time? Because that was Eric Khan's party. Yeah. And it had the same stamp that Holden had. Yeah. That Emily saw when she was drugged. Uh huh. That Holden said was essentially like a rave or whatever that like moves around. It it doesn't. It's like a moving party. 
Yeah, sorry, I thought you were talking about his fight clubs. And I was like, those no, are, I, think I think that was just, I think those were just legitimate karate competitions. They didn't look I'm legitimate. talking about his underground raving activity. Yeah. Holden was, for being really boring, Holden was kind of off the walls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah, I guess. Fight clubs and raves. I actually think maybe, uh, maybe Eric Kahn is the permanent host, but the location moves. Okay. So he doesn't always host it at his convenient cabin. No, his party cabin that the parents have left them. Yeah. God, could you imagine if you had a party cabin? No, it would no, not I be would never, for th- never throw a party. <laughs> no. What if no one showed up? In my party cabin would be I have a, have a couple friends over now and then mm-hmm. watch a movie. Do and a then that's fire. just a cabin. <laughs> yeah. Party cabin would be wasted on me. Not on Holden though. No, no, Holden is off the wall. Truly, yeah, like he's so boring. And yet we see the most boring the parts of him that we get it. And here's what it is. I think he probably has a very weird, interesting life. Arya just doesn't care. Well, because they're the same age. Yeah. The way that when they first, like, reconnect at, like, outside on the sidewalk, and they're, like, talk. What is what does she say? Like, she's just so... She hates that Holden knew her as a child. Yeah. She hates that he, like, has memories of her being a child. Yeah. She does not care for that. Which makes me wonder, will she one day resent Ezra because he will have memories of her as a child? (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Maybe That's the divorce. Yeah. She's like, I can't have somebody that knew me as a child. When she realizes how much of a child (laughs) she actually was at 16. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny that, like, we were talking, when we talk about, like, Emily and Allison, we're like, yeah, of course Emily couldn't get over that. Canonically, Arya and Ezra have adopted a child. Yeah. They seem to be doing fine with that. Because the thing about Arya and Ezra. Look, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Teachers shouldn't date their students. Adults should not date children. Are you about to say what Allison did to Emily is worse? No. What I'm about to say is that, unfortunately, Arya and Ezra are so perfect for each other. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't mean that as a compliment to either of them. No. Love, Arya. That girl is the devil. (laughs) And I love her. <laughs> Look, that's it's just like any other student-teacher relationship. I couldn't get behind it. I'm not saying I'm behind this one. But they are like so are. terrible. It's true. They do kind of like perfectly. They just perfectly match together in their terribleness. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's all for Holden, right? Yeah, that's it for Holden. Yeah. Well, that's the music and that's Holden. Do we know Holden's last name? Strauss, you're right. Uh, rate, review, email us. Email us. Follow us on TikTok, Instagram. Um, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Cheerios, is that? Cheerios, is that? She said.